Welcome to the Artie's Attic Warehouse 13 Fancast, where a steampunk girl, a lifelong sci-fi fan, and a rocket scientist chat about the popular 2009 sci-fi series. There's never a dull moment with the agents dedicated to protect humankind from unexplained phenomena that manifest their powers in special objects. And there's all those friendships and relationships along the way. Grab a cookie while you can. Hope you don't smell fudge. Gear up with your Farnsworth Tesla and Neutralizer. And let's have some fun by snagging it, bagging it, and tagging it. Welcome back to Artie's Attic, the Warehouse 13 fan cast. I'm the Warehouse 13 janitor, desperately trying to put the top back on the original can of worms. Thanks, Pete. (laughs) My name is SP. And introducing Artie's Attic lead agent and historian who is on a search for Robert Louis Stevenson's bookends, some rubber jar opener grippers, and H.G. Wells. It's Agent Shannon. I'm always on the search for H.G. Wells. Don't like a finder. Well, if you find the bookends, the jar openers, so you can do the head thing and H.G. Wells, and you could do, you know, swap. That's one way to start. (laughs) Next. And also joining us is the warehouse agent who is donning her favorite hot nurse outfit and trying to tend to Pete's damaged knee. It's Agent Carolyn. That works for me. I could do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most mm-hmm. definitely. With the no shirt and as a returning special guest star to the warehouse, this is the agent who we tested on 23 different ways to get out of handcuffs before the podcast is over. It's Agent Bear. <laughs> <laughs> I like the iron better. Say hi. 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 Hello. We are continuing our Warehouse 13 series discussion with the episode that premiered on August 24th, 2010, 11 years before Apple AirTags were announced, making finding keys, remote controls, and pets easily found. I'm referring (laughs) to Warehouse 13 Season 2, 8th episode, Merge with Caution. The IMDB description of the episode is Pete and Micah's attempt to get normal is interrupted by an artifact. Shannon, this is a favorite of yours. This is. I like what I always like. What I always say, I like the dynamic that you have between the partners. I like that. As the seasons go on, you get to see them. They're making fun of each other. Pete now finally actually has, you know, the doctor for the weekend. Uh, But. They're out doing their last job for the day for the weekend and they get to go home. But I like how you like um like when he says, you know, you're gonna make somebody a really sarcastic wife one day. That was funny. It's a great line. I'm like, hey, that's me. (laughs) me. (laughs) I was like, Yeah, that's Shannon. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's me. So I always like the dynamic. Bear, what was your favorite part of the episode? I know one of the parts that I got disgusted by was when so my favorite part was when Micah went when I, you saw I forgot his name the Pete. cute guy Pete no the cute guy the other cute guy the Kurt Mulder yeah yes when wow. I saw him from the side he's like ooh and then um when I saw him from his face I'm like ooh he had a big nose 
At first, she thought it was cute. Then she's like, no, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> oh, Smoller was played by a wrestler, Cody Rhodes, who has a lot of, guess what, wrestling credits. Believe it or not, they are acting credits in IMDb. But he also did an episode of The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody way back in the day. He also did seven episodes of Arrow as Derek Sampson. I covered him when I was doing the Starling Tribune podcast. So Cody Rhodes is an, a wrestler, not so much of an actor. He's been in three things. That's where I, I was like, I knew his face from something else because I didn't know he was a wrestler. And I was like, where do I know this guy's face from? And you just said Arrow. So I was like, oh. Well, maybe I know this guy's was, face from. was big back then because I know like in that video I posted earlier, Joanne asked him to come on i didn't know she had that much kind of pull as an actress on the show but kind of cool i mean i didn't know she had his number <laughs> <laughs> hey cody come on over uh, come here cody i don't know if they were dating or not at the time but i could see it i could see it. she was definitely smitten with him Hmm. i mean i would be yeah yeah the premise of the episode is that the main artifact of the episode are these two bookends. And when you switch the heads, then the two people that are holding them switch bodies. Right. Which is very scary. I do have, though, this is the this was my pondering question. So both Micah and Pete were wearing purple gloves, supposedly to keep them from getting artifact whammied. And when they put their hands on the one, which looked like a griffin at the moment because, you know, it had the wrong head on it. How did they, if they both had purple gloves, how did they both get whammied? Yes, there's still one out there, but I thought the purple gloves were supposed to protect you before they threw it in the little bag to snag it, bag it, and tag it. They they looked into its eyes. I think it worked. Oh, the eyes were away from it. I think it didn't work because they didn't have both pieces to neutralize. Mm, that makes sense. I mean, I mean, kind of makes sense because you would think the purple gloves are going to be enough. But, yeah. It's you know, like a strong artifact. Bubble guppies. Bubble guppies. I mean, that was like later when when Artie was in the bar and he tried to keep himself from getting whammied by spraying something up his nose for pheromones, putting noise-canceling headphones in his ears. And then spraying something in his mouth to keep himself from breathing whatever she was. But then she touched his she touched his leg. Yeah. So he wasn't protected from all the whammies. My answer for what doesn't make sense that you can't explain away, it's always bubble guppies. It's bubble guppies. I mean, it's always bubble guppies. It's always the bubble guppies. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of that in this episode because I'm thinking you can't just swap bodies. There's some sort of like calibration. Like if your consciousness moves to another body, the nervous system is different. And then you got to calibrate to it. And some people, it's like driving a rental car, right? You get in a rental car and it's just like your car and you're like, get in, you're able to go. But you get in a rental car and it's completely different. Say you drive a gas car right and you get in an ev you're like i don't know how this thing works so that's like going from a one body to another body not to mention the fact that one's a boy and one's a girl pete get your hands off yeah pete get your hands off my breasts how'd you know that possible for him to go to the bathroom without you know touching things yes (laughs) he's like don't touch things make sure you sit down and don't touch things like 
okay. Kind of have to, but all right. Again, bubble guppy I moment. Mean, yeah. It happens. But I still like the episode. I thought it had great. I think the acting was phenomenal for me. Oh my God. They must have had so much fun playing these parts because Mike is over there trying to be one of the guys and smacking her smacking her belly and talking about but football. Now. And the way and the way the way she sits down and she's got her legs open, she's like, Oh wait, no, oops. Well, let me you, fix you that. Would, you would imagine that they had to sit and study each other, right? They right? had to sit and, and, and track each other's mannerisms on how they yeah. walk and how they talk to the point, even to the point where Micah it, is like stumbling in her high heels. Yep. I mean, that's or, how I am <laughs> if I wear them. You know, it was really funny when like Pete was trying to walk in Micah's heels and, in Micah's heels and he's like, no, what? taking these off. Yep. That's what most girls do. I do that. I'm like, I'm taking these off. I can't walk in hills. How many have I had? Yeah. So so that was funny when Pete's in Micah's uh, body and she's like, How many of these have I had? And Pete's like, Well, this will be interesting to explain in the next AA meeting. (laughs) Yeah. Micah's over there in Pete's body. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I would have been drinking juice had I known we were going to switch bodies. Well, I didn't see cookies this time around, but there was her eating Twizzlers again. Yeah, the Twizzlers seemed to be coming up a lot. Seductively. She was eating Twizzlers seductively. Very seductively. I mean, they did kind of pan in on him and, you know, just make it all about twilight around him, little twinkly things around him as she's holding on to the Twizzler. (laughs) I mean, who hasn't wanted to see somebody... Yeah, I mean, it'd just be awkward to go to your high school reunion, but I like how Pete's like, well, go show them that nerdy girls can grow up beautiful. <laughs> you know, it was embarrassing if I was in, if I was like, um, Micah, where she had to explain to the girl at the front, like, oh, yeah, I'm Micah. And she's like, oh, you. Mm. She made it. She didn't remember her at all. She's like, yay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Here, here. When we were watching last night, what she what, what Bear found embarrassing is we were when Mike turned a chair around and started talking like, like one of the guys. Like, she's yeah. like, "Can we quickly either mute it or fast forward it? I can't, I can't, I can't watch this." We'll fast forward it. <laughs> I think that was the point. She mm-hmm. acted that quite well. She did. Yeah, she she and Pete. Oh my God! Then when you know his Kelly came back out into the hallway and she's in just his shirt and he's like trying to cover up his you know nipples like <laughs> she hasn't seen them before he's walking around like oh my god oh my god his shirt i gotta get a shirt on and covering up nipples I i'm thought like it was funny that he shook your the guy on her in the hallway yeah she did he's just in his shirt <laughs> he's literally just in his shirt where's kelly gonna go and she right her stuff is in the room yeah you kind of need to let her back in she's like i'm half naked what are you doing I need to go back in there. I like I like the part also again going back to just the mannerisms they had to track down for each other. Like when when Pete was putting her hair up for her, right? That was good. Hallway. Like, oh, I thought that was just an ugly bracelet around your wrist. <laughs> no, so that's yeah, your I hair tie. A lot of good moments in this episode. Yeah, I have four on my wrist. He grabbed her hair and like pulled her. He was he was rough with her, right? And he was simulating what Micah would have done back to him, basically. 
is what was happening there. Right. So Pete wouldn't be that rough with Micah, but Micah was being that rough with Pete. Yeah. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like she had something towards him. Like, you know, you got me into this. Well, another bubble guppy moment is when the security guard said he just left through that window. The window wasn't even shut. It wasn't even halfway shutting. I right. Mean, what made you think they went out the window? And then Micah, she didn't make a noise when she dropped all that distance, but it hurts Pete's leg. But Pete hits. Yep. I think Pete, you know, I don't know if you remember this, but like when you're like little and you're jumping off the monkey bars and you like laying on your leg without crouching, I think that's what Pete did. And then Micah just went. I started. I think Micah rolled. It's called getting old, and you don't have that problem yet. So <laughs> you laying off the monkey bars. You don't feel it. Yes, I I'm do. Feel it the next week. Yes, I That's do. True. I feel it for the, like the rest of the day. <laughs> well, when you get older, Barry, you can feel it for the rest of the month. Yeah, <laughs> not for a couple of months. We had a thirty degree swing today, and I had to take my medicine three times already today. Yeah, that happens. The other funny part was as they're trying to go after this thief, that they were like, "What is he? A thief or a marathon runner?" And uh, they're climbing the fence and there's the spikes on top of the fence and you just see Pete go, ooh. And Micah's like, well, watch it, Pete. You don't want to destroy the one thing that Kelly's looking forward to. Little Pete's made out of steel. <laughs> yeah, that's what, when he lands, he's like, that's okay. Little Pete's made out of steel. There were a lot of great one-liners in here. Uh, the writers were, writer was having fun with it. Pete's, as he's in the warehouse, Wow, I didn't know the warehouse had a canned food aisle. Ooh, red herrings, huh? But that case was really hard to solve. I love that one. He has a good liner. Yeah. Pete, put that down. It's the original can of worms. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> it wasn't that the aisle that they had. Well, maybe it was a different episode when they were talking about the Donner Party. No, this was... There was a can of sardines from something... From an expedition. Oh, that was the one up the North Atlantic. Yeah. Antarctic. Antarctic. Yep. <laughs> Artie's like, she's like, what? Is they have they gone bad? And Artie's like, very bad. <laughs> what was confusing to me is when Pete grabbed his the robber's backpack, he had the liner or the eagle, right? But then later on then later on the thief had the lion or the eagle. I know there's two, but then he ran off with it, but nothing in his hands. Well, they probably had the other half stored somewhere in their little hideout or something like that. So he had one that they used when they go in and make the thievery, my guess. They probably got separated from the other. That's they didn't mean to get separated from the other, but they didn't mean to merge with each other. They didn't so know that the artifact was going to make him do that. Was he carrying one, and one was in his backpack because he didn't. He wasn't carrying one. The next scene, he was carrying one, and he had it. Well, that's what she's saying. They probably had one stored someplace. That when Pete grabbed the, the backpack, that's the one that Micah and Pete were carrying around. But the other two guys had the other half stored somewhere. Oh. So when they came up the elevators into the hotel, now you have two of them together. Oh, okay. And that's why it faced literally. Them. Yeah, it was facing each <laughs> other because it was trying to like a like a magnet. No, because the heads were facing the body, and then they and then 
I don't know if you realized it, but when they actually put it down on the table next to each other and like moved it, I don't. I think it moved the other way where it's supposed to be. It went into the shape of a book, a, a bookend. It went. I don't know if you've ever seen a bookend. Have you, Mom? I've seen a bookend. I just ask these things because <laughs> you know, five. A book. Has she seen a book? <laughs> He's actually seen, seen a book. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I, I don't think we have bookends in our house anywhere. Buana gave me some. Mm. But yeah, that's why at the end when you, when you put them back together, they turned into their natural shape facing away from each other. Because mm-hmm. clearly they cool. can't handle it when they look at each other. I thought it was super cool when they did that. I was like, They're in active state. Clearly they can't handle looking at each other. One of the other funny things that was in the beginning when uh, Claudia was saying, ooh, I found a case. And then they're going to go off to do this case of the insurance people giving half their salary away or half their half their money away. He's like, oh, where are my sunglasses? And Claudia's like, this is why I pimped I out your glasses. I so need this. I love how Claudia was <laughs> says, like, just connect the circuit. He takes off his glasses and connects the circuit. And all of a sudden, beep, 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 beep. It's like the world's first air tag. Exactly. Claudia invents air tags 11 years before they were out. <laughs> yep. Yeah. For Ari's sunglasses. They, beep, 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 beep. they find it. That's what air tags do. You scan it with your phone and then it connects yep. to your phone and you can hit it like. Beep, 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 beep. Right, what were you going to say? I think Claudia was like the mom here. She was like, oh my God, just peace. Stay yeah. here. Stay here. Honestly, I think Claudia, I think Claudia could like moved all the stuff away from Pete, from Eddie. No, it's not his name. Artie. 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 <laughs> I think he, she could have moved it all away from Artie and like made him have nothing. But like the dedication to her was like, no. Mm. Honestly, for me, the B story of the whole of this episode was boring. I didn't like the. I, Really? I would fast forward through both. I thought it was hilarious. Artie having a an attraction to someone and trying to write poetry and how her legs, the only thing that's stopping her legs are the floor <laughs> and it was cracking me up. And then him trying to escape after uh, Claudia attaches uh, um, handcuffs him to the uh, the closet. What I think- and then he's like, I can make an electromagnet I was doing this stuff while MacGyver was still trapped in a crib. <laughs> like, I don't know how to improvise an electromagnet. I was doing this when MacGyver was still trapped in his crib. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that was funny. What I thought of it was when Claudia said, go take a shower. I thought like all of it would wash off. I'm like, oh, well, she must be thinking that. And she, she's like, oh, no, how about you put on this hat? And then she handcuffs him. Where did she get the handcuffs? Were they just sitting in the drawer? They probably came out of Artie's bag. She's an yeah. agent. She's an agent. We always carry handcuffs. I mean, don't you? I do. Bear, don't you? Multiple kinds. I mean, you should. You never know when go you ahead, need to handcuff. Go ahead. That's what she said. That's what she said. Yeah. Okay, there you go. All right. SP, I saw I her face. You. You're so Quest. good at finding the people. The blonde lady that played... The seductress. I yep. swear to you, I've seen her in it, like a kid show. You probably have. Her name is Laura Harris. She has 66 acting credits since 1988, including an episode, one episode of The X Files, one episode of Sliders, 
14 episodes of 24, 24 episodes of Dead Like Me, one episode of Stargate Atlantis, 13 episodes of Defying Gravity, which was that ABC space show that was on for 13 episodes. And then she did the voice in Astonishing X-Men of both Kitty Pride and Shadowcat, which same person. Was there anything in her... She looked like someone that played it like in a teenage show that I remember watching when I was younger or something. All right. Well, I'll look into it here. Now it makes sense. Now she makes sense. What would make sense out of her? Uh, I think I remember her in Stargate Atlantis. I think that's where my brain was, was remembering her from. Yes, I think she was a scientist. And then what was the one that she was in the most of? I mean, I remember Slider's. Well, 24 episodes of Dead Like Me. 24. No, it was 24. Okay. 14 episodes. I think episodes. I saw her in that. I yep. don't know which season it was. It was just 14 episodes of 24. I think it was in one season, but I don't know. 24. You know, yeah, 24 I... episodes. Each episode is an hour. Yeah, I think that's another place that I remember it, seeing her. But yeah. 24 Kurt so, No. What's this, the guy that... Sutherland. Donald, no. What's the guy's play? Keeper. 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 Keeper Sutherland. Yep. You know, I think I've seen episodes of that, but I've never watched seasons of it. It's another one that Roger Cross is in. That man is in everything. That man is gorgeous. Yes, and I'm he gay, is. so. He has, <laughs> and, and he has an adorable family, but he's in so many things. I follow him wherever he goes. He was in the TV movie Sabrina the Teenage Witch, or she was in, excuse me. I was like, no, I don't think he was. <laughs> it's like the. T- <laughs> Not, like, not really? Roger Cross. She was a teenage girl in Mantis for an episode. She did 65 episodes of 15. And maybe she just has one of those familiar faces to me. Kind of like what you see, like, you always recognize people from Say, Say by the Bell. Remember that show? It's about the same time frame. I get that a lot at my work, actually. What? There's a lot of people that'll come in and go, do I know you from somewhere? And I'm like, mm. nope. Sure. I, just, I have one of those faces, apparently. Right. Well, uh, the other half of this episode was Artie and Claudia, which I really enjoyed. Except for, I think Artie was portrayed very poorly in his ability to do field work. We've talked about this before. He's just not built for it because. He prepare. He thinks he prepares himself, and he thinks he's yeah. invincible. And he just waltzes up and says, "I know what you are, and you have some power, but you're not going to be able to do anything to me." And then, like five minutes later, he's he's also coming in babbling yeah. poetry. I'm like, yeah, that's not. He puts himself out there and he becomes complacent. I mean, if I was the regents, I would have removed him a long time ago. Well, I would have just confined him to the warehouse because he's good at what he does, just not out he's in the field. He's good at research, <laughs> and he has a lot of good memory of what the things were and where they had to find them. Yeah. And he could research yeah, it. just not out in the field. Mm. <laughs> Don't send Artie out. <laughs> but I also liked when uh, he goes in and talks to one of the, the first guys, and Claudia's down there doing her computer stuff. And then he comes down, and he's like, I need you to hack into the things and ask where these people are going. She's like, oh, well, I figured that out through old school social networking. Talk to the secretary. That's kind of chatty. Chatty Kathy. Chatty Kathy. And then, uh, then she's asked, 
hey, where did this guy go for and uh, go after work? And she's like, oh, she he's going over to this bar. They have the best clams. And Claudia says, do you feel like clams? And Artie says, I feel a little clammy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, you remember in the, in the episode for the team where she was trying to learn how to investigate and to interrogate and talk to people. And now mm-hmm. she's listening to, you know, the receptionist and she's following up leads. So, you know, it, by now it feels like she's stepping into her own. She understands what she's supposed to be doing. Yep. And yep. she has the confidence to know that she can probably solve these because she solved the murder. She solved that one. And uh, in order to uh, save them before Artie and this other guy decided to kill each other, <laughs> she got the artifact down and and uh, she's like, well, how do you how do you stop it? I don't know. Put a run in them. Put your fingernail through it. And she grabbed it with her mouth. And all of a sudden you just see purple coming out of the pantyhose. See, if she wasn't there to save the day, Artie would have been in that situation. They also played the knock knock joke between the two of them again. Right? That was cute. I, I could you I found ways you could escape the you know eight no nine nine ways including the spatula. She's like including the spatula. <laughs> Which if you notice she had picked that up earlier, earlier yeah. in that in that scene and tried to do something with it to get out of her handcuffs and then went and put it down and then Artie's like, Oh, nine ways. There's a spatula and she's like, Tap. Didn't work. That's like doing the whole Wizard of Oz ding. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, eventually the gal's got to come back downstairs. Why doesn't she just say, hey, can you pick up those keys? And she'll get out. But it was funny that Artie leaves the leaves and goes, knock, knock. Plays it right back. She been dead. Which question? One of my questions was, how did Claudia get out of They don't show it. How do you they think she did? Imagination. Bubble guppies. How do you think she got out? I don't know the eight ways. Ooh, she didn't gnaw her way out. <laughs> oh. Ugh. Why did the girl just like I, her? I think she probably figured out a way to unscrew the bar from the oven and slide it off. Why didn't she just ask the gold digger lady to uncover? She had run away to make a phone call. Because that would make too much sense. Yeah, she hoped that uh, the guy that she hit with the car didn't have his own insurance. <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice that the first time around, but the second time I'm like, oh yeah, because she, you know, but she wasn't driving it. She wasn't the one who hit him, but it was still her car. True, but it was still her fault. I mean, it was still the car's fault and she felt bad, so then she had to, and I'm sure he's not as in a forgiving mood as he was beforehand. <laughs> And then again, we have a real life person they're talking about the how do you say it? Marta Hari. Marta Hari. Marta Hari. Yes. Yeah, from World War Two. Yep. Interestingly, to note, Joanne Kelly previously played Marta Hari in an episode of the TV series Mentors. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. What? What's Mentors? That's cool. I don't know. It was just. Well, now you've intrigued me, SP, and I'm like, what else has Joanne <laughs> Kelly been in that I've missed? I must find this. All right, well, let's look you it up. Drop the bomb like that. I'm a Joanne <laughs> Kelly fan girl. Mentors was a TV series that ran from 98 to 05, a live action children's television series following 15 year old Oliver Cates and his friend D, who, using their homemade time machine, zap historical figures uh-huh. into their 21st century lives. 
they use the time machine to go back into their lot to go back and you fix something. I this think. feels a lot like timeless. Yeah. Yeah. You did a podcast on another timeless. podcast that I did. You did. I loved that podcast. I, I was sad when the show ended. I know it ended well before it's time. Oh, so, so much. Mental. I mean, we got it saved, but yeah, not for very you know, long. She, I know she did Zoo for a while. That's a suspense TV show where the, the animal, I didn't watch a whole lot of it, but I know it was on for a while and they had a team that would go out. So Mentors was actually her first TV series credit in 2002. Wow. That's funny. 2002 and she started warehouse in 2009 yep yes so she had a bunch of of uh, i wish she would do a lot more television she just does stage a lot now she does she does she's got two upcoming products canvas and this two shall pass i don't know if they're 2024 or not but she had a Hudson and Rex appearance in 2023, and in 2022 she appeared on City on a Hill and Severance, which is a really? show over on oh. Apple TV Plus. I remember seeing commercials for that. I think that's the most active one she's done. I don't. I haven't seen Severance. She did but. one episode of it, but it's a very famous series. Yeah. More active than she's been doing. Well, okay, so she had four episodes of. Godfather of Harlem from 19 to 21. She had a couple series in 18, one in 17, a couple in 16. So she's been doing a few episodes. 2015, she did like five different appearances. So she's been doing stuff after Warehouse 13. One or two, two or three or four a year. Yeah. I think she's <laughs> only been to like one con. She was at the Dragon Con that I was at. I got to meet her there. Isn't that the one she was there with Jamie? No, Jamie was not on. Then she did she, two of them because the next time she went back, she was with Jamie. And that was the first time they had had a reunion since Warehouse. Yeah. Uh, I had, there was most of Warehouse 13, but Jamie was not there. I don't know what she was doing, but because uh, I got a picture with her and Eddie McClintock. I remember that picture. I was so jealous. I just know. It's one of my favorites. Does anyone know what part of the warehouse they were in when, like, the police officer, the officer and the thief collided? That wasn't the warehouse 13. That was another yeah. place. That was just an industrial warehouse. So were we, like, in the front truck? I was in Denver, Colorado. So Micah was traveling back and forth to Colorado quite a bit. Yeah, for in this episode, yeah, she had to... She went to her high school reunion and the music in there. Was it, it was it the year 20, two, 2000? That was her high school reunion. That was the high school reunion. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Oh. What you blushing for? What year did you graduate? I'm then? old. That's what I'm blushing for because it was 2000 and I'm like. You and I graduated, I think, the same year. So that, yeah, it's. Because I felt old when I saw that. Although I was listening to the music that they had on there and I was like, hey, that's some good music. The music in the episode was fun. I don't remember any of the song titles, but I, I remember I wrote the note down. The music in the episode was fun. I got a question for you two ladies. You, did you go back to any of your high school reunions? Nope. I haven't. <laughs> I went back to the five-year reunion. That was fun. That was when I sat next to one of my classmates who admitted that he was hiding out 
in the state next door from the cops. Upstanding individual. Yep. Okay. That was a five-year reunion. Reunion. It was a party, right? Like he was currently hiding from? Yeah. He was currently hiding from the cops. I was like, okay. Wow. Well, that's a thing to admit at your high school reunion. Right here. Right here. And then I went to my 10-year, which was okay. And then I went to my 20-year, and then that was it. One of my classmates was a national champion football quarterback in college, and Played in the NFL for a little bit, but he was the Heisman Trophy winner. So, you know, he was the smolder of this He episode. was the smolder guy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the classmates that I have of the female variety were literally swooning around him. So I was like, <laughs> okay, okay, I just, I can't do this anymore. Bye. See ya. Yep. Yep. No, I, I don't, I think there have been reunions for mine, but I just, I'm always doing something or something like that. I've never had any interest. And I've just never really had an interest to go. It was awkward enough. And I keep in touch with the people that I want to. Yeah. I don't recommend if you're not into that thing. Like if you went to high school and then you stayed in the town and you're still friends with everybody that you went to school with and you're all right there within five miles of your high school, go to the reunion. I would rather go to a comic con. Yeah, exactly. Right? Oh. Me too. <laughs> oh, Caroline, I know I've asked you about this, Bespi. Do you know I posted at the San Antonio Space Con. It's coming to San Antonio in October. They've got like 18 different people on the list that I want to either see or that I've seen before. Did you see the price of admission? Did you see the price of getting an autograph? You're talking about concert tickets before. This would be worse than that. Yeah, but this would be like my stuff for me for her to take her to a concert. I think it'd go also. So that's a thousand dollars. Ain't nobody on that list worth a thousand dollars, but maybe forty. It's it was like one ninety it was one ninety nine for a three day pass. Which but isn't if you actually buy the tickets if you bought the passes for each day individually, they're about almost a hundred dollars anyways. Well, if you get the VIP, it's like three fifty. The three day is is two hundred, as you said. But the individual autographs are like 140, 140, not 40, 140. I always wonder how much the actor actually gets out of it because I they know get they get drafts. some, but then they're like their agent has to get some and the place has to get some. And so I was wondering, I've always been told that they get a portion of the photo ops, but they get their autograph money. That's why they'll stay and sit there and sign to like this dark outside. Hey, Bear, I got a question for you. Did you like how Micah set Pete up with Kelly? I did. I I liked how Pete said, how about you tell me everything that that Micah said? That I said. Yeah, that I said. said, And I'll grade you on your accuracy. He really wanted to know what Micah said. And it leaves the people thinking, what did she say? Yep, that was it a must good be better part. than what he's always told her. <laughs> because yeah, obviously was like, she was satisfied. She was like, "Ooh, hello." Slush like to your what imagination. You tell her. Yeah, I know. Guys everywhere want to know that answer. <laughs> Something that only we would understand. <laughs> like, what is it? What is it? I like. I like. Hey, he's like, "Oh, so it's not only the guys that forget to call." <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was funny. 
Oh, it was not only the guys that get forget to call them when they're on the road. Because Micah forgot to call. Micah forgot to call. She was preoccupied. Yeah. You know, the whole switching around part. The writer of the episode was a woman, Nell Scoville. Mm. And she has a bunch of... Oh, you're going to love this. She has 35 writing credits going back to 1987. 24 episodes of Newhart. All right. Not the new Bob Newhart show from 72 to 79. The Newhart show, which was from 82 to 90. And then also he had a appearance in Murphy Brown as well. It's all in the CBS universe right there. But anyway, 24 episodes of Newhart. 27 episodes of Late Night with David Letterman. So comedic, wow. right? Mm-hmm. Five episodes of Murphy Brown. Seven episodes of Coach. Da, 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 I the show. And then you'll get this five episode of Charmed. Mm, nice. The original one. And then 163 episodes. And I had no idea that there were this many of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Wow, that's a lot of seasons. No wonder it was so funny and had such funny humor in this one with a writer that's done all of those things. Right. <laughs> that was just that was a lot i was like holy crap yeah i'm, I'm looking at it to I make never, sure i didn't write it down correctly 163 i never watched the show i mean i've seen episodes but i never sit down and watched it i've never sit down and watch it either yeah i've never seen it so three episodes of ncis which shannon mm-hmm. ncis three episodes of monk i just put it on there because that was a good series yeah <laughs> six episodes of the muppets what? Yep. Two episodes of The Simpsons. Three episodes of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Think of all the sarcasm that goes into those comments. No right? wonder this had this one had so much sarcasm and funniness. Yeah, no. And then one episode of Command Z, which was a series that a scientist tasked his employees with a historic mission to travel back in time to reverse history and save the world. Oh, okay. That's all I'm going to have my head now. Manamana. yeah. Also, she did six episodes of Warehouse 13. This is her first, so we're going to get five more of her sarcastic writing ability. I'm nice. looking forward to that. Uh, nice. One is the finale for this se- for this seri- uh, season, which is reset, and then two for season three and two for season four. Oh, what did she write in season three? She wrote Past Imperfect and Emily Lake. Emily Lake. Oh my. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'll just leave that one there. <laughs> oh, speaking of though, ne- never seen though. I have to do this. Shannon, SP sent me something. What you got? Orphan Black, thank God. Yes. It's got this neat, like, booklet even in it that, like, is supposed to, like, it, like, gives you all this, like, information oh on God, the people. Oh, so much detail behind it. I was like, I wish I could scan this and send it to you. You for each season? No, this is just a oh. big book that's, it's kind of like tells you, like, it gives you on a person, I guess. Mm-hmm. Gives you, you know, so then character. there's like a little write up on each person or something. Person or, or the, um, all the characters that she plays. Yeah. Yes. I think it's okay. all the characters well, that she plays. Well, you haven't seen plays. it, so you don't know where we're talking about. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. 
So, yeah, there's it's the same person that plays multiple characters. And yeah, oh, I've heard of it, so and I phenomenally well. And she's the same one that's She Hulk in the MCU. Yes. Yeah, I know that. I knew that part. Fair. I really <laughs> wish that if she was gonna when she came back out from being haven't done anything in a long time, I wish it wasn't that one. <laughs> well, it was okay until the end. And <laughs> the fourth the she end, was great yes. in the fourth wall stuff. I you know, with the fourth wall, I think she was uniquely qualified to handle that. I think they just decided to go a different way in there. Bear, have you seen She Hulk on Disney Plus? No. Okay. <sighs> Uh, the actor's good in it. <laughs> I mean, I liked the story up until the way they ended it. Yeah. It was just, the end was like, did you guys just look, forget how to write? Or, I mean, really? That's how you're going to end? I mean, you were, it was really good all the way up until like. I mean, even K-E-V-I-N. Was good. That's how I feel about Warehouse 13. At the end, yeah. And yeah. that's how I feel about Chuck. How Chuck ended that just pisses me off anyway let's talk about something that doesn't piss us off and that is the artifacts in the episode bear what was your favorite artifacts from the episode you want me to list them off for you yeah okay first we have the robert lewis stevenson's bookends and we talked about that already right i do have one yes i'm pretty sure it's not from the episode but it was like the rock the shard glass thing. Oh, the the glass oh, from Alexandria. The lighthouse. the lighthouse from Alexandria. The shards of lens from the lighthouse of Alexandria, which is nice listed one. as amplifies light shown through the shard, causing painful and temporary <laughs> blindness to whoever the light is projected at. And it was meant for Claudia. <laughs> you know because what? she came between us. I completely forgot about that one, but good catch. Yeah, that was I pretty good. You see it so many times over and over again. She see she likes the weapons. I like her. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. There was the stockings. We talked about that. We also talked about the can of sardines. By the way, that was Ernest Shackleton's exposition. Basketball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was the yeah. phoenix, which was mentioned again by Artie. We didn't see the phoenix again, but that was the artifact that protects the holder from the fire at the cost of killing those nearby. Right. We talked about the can of red herrings, the original can of worms. What we haven't talked about, though, is Steve McQueen's motorcycle, which Claudia yes. wants to ride around the warehouse. And the winner it gets to uh, ride around the warehouse on Steve McQueen's motorcycle. No. Like no. No. We're so there, shut that one down real quick. Yeah. Steve McQueen's motorcycle. He's famous for his car chase scenes and his motorcycle scenes and movies so yeah his motorcycle yeah definitely was special we had the glasses and the receiver which was something that claudia made up we had helen of troy's cuff bracelet which had some sort of seductive properties mentioned not seen right and then lastly we had john f kennedy's tie clip which had some sort of seductive properties mentioned but not seen already i think there was one more yeah. The cigarette. The cigarette was one that I wrote down because he said it was something about the cigarette. I don't remember whose it was. Hold on. I may have the notes, but I remember the cigarette was one of them too. Right. It was like the smoke that, that would, that should blow in the faces. Yeah. Like blowing, yeah, it's blowing the smoke in your face or something. 
But I got to say, I think the flashiest one, pun intended, was the Shard of Lens from the Lighthouse of Alexandria. So, Barry, you and I are thinking the same wavelength. What shocks me is her leg didn't touch his leg. Her heel touched it. He touched it to move it. Yes, it didn't matter. That's all there it was takes. Contact. It was him but touching the stocking. Skin touching the stocking, no matter what it was. She was ah. rubbing her leg on all the other guys, but when he didn't, she didn't get the chance, she went to could do it and already pushed her leg off. But he touched yeah. her stocking. Yeah, he p- touched the stocking. I found it. Valentino's cigarette. Oh, yes. That was the other one. So there's a lot of, not of artifacts, but not seen, but only mentioned. Yes, because he was just going through a list of them, and, and they're yeah. just... It'd be anything. Yeah, I like... I, I don't know if it was the writer or it was the director, Anton Cropper, that came up with all this stuff. Anton, this is the only episode he did of Warehouse 13. He's done other things, like The Starter Wife, Monk, in plain sight, Chuck, the blacklist, the last ship, Jessica Jones, and seventeen episodes of Suits. So he's one of the big guys behind Suits, and I've never seen Suits, but I hear it's good. I've never. Have seen you ever it. seen Blacklist? I have. No, I haven't. It was good. <sighs> it's got David Spade. Yeah, I think. Yep. David Spader. Yeah. Spader. Yep. It's such Raymond a- Reddington. It was good. The, the original Daniel Jackson. Yes. The original. The original. Yes. And all sniffy little long hair blonde guy. Yeah. The uh, food that I saw in this episode was the Twizzlers. There was chicken wings because uh, Mike is over there. Wing me. <laughs> She's all eating wings like a, like a dude. There were cookies? No cookies. cookies. Um, there was I thought no it was cookies. at the, like, the little party table. I could have sworn I saw. I love cookies. Maybe. And he offered to get Kelly a bowl of cereal. He there did. Cereal. She just wanted another bowl of him. <laughs> I feel like there was uh, a whole tray of cookies. There though. was Maybe. apple mojitos, vodka tonic. Mm, that's not good. Mention of a bowl of cereal. Anything I else? I think that was it. Okay. I think that was it. Mention of juice, because she would have had juice if she would have known that they were switching bodies, because, you know, that had that just your average everyday weekend thing switching bodies yeah, what what fine. if i have to hey, switch bodies i mean yeah, should i drink if, or should what i not yeah. for me maybe it enabled them to body switch without the adverse effects of you know figuring out the nervous system maybe the alcohol made it happen that's a possibility bubble guppies <laughs> bubble guppies <laughs> <laughs> Just right over that. Just the explanation. Yeah. I really like the fight in the hallway, by the way, where they're both switching back and forth between the yeah. four of them. No, wrong. You got the tough one. Yeah, wrong. He's the nice one. Smack. <laughs> really? Just when I could use the upper body strength? Right. He flips back. Yep. I'll catch. She just drops his head. I know. Or she opens the door and she's like, Really? This hour? This is not a good time for a booty call. He's like, how do you think? How do you know it's a booty call? And he's like, all right, it's a booty call. Busted. <laughs> like, that's not going to be a booty call, like, whatever hour of night it was. 
I did like when Artie was uh, under the influence and he said, I'm going to Tesla him until he's impotent. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a thing? Another reason he should be Bro. taken off the field. Bro. Bro. <laughs> Claudio could run it. Claudia does run it in the end. Yep. yep. Eventually. Claudia's like the mom of the warehouse. Claudia is like a Mrs. Frederick. I don't think she's ever interested. So I watched a thing that they did during just a couple of years ago during the pandemic. And they were, Claudia was like, I don't want to go back because they were talking about maybe doing a reunion show or something like that. And it's like, I don't want to go back and do that character because. I'm a different person now than I was because she was just a young kid when she started, mm-hmm. right? And she uh, would be a different person. But I think they could come back and do like a reboot or something with her in charge versus her, the quirky young person. Right. Right. She could be the one that scarily uh, well, suddenly imagine pops if, up if, like Mrs. Frederick. <laughs> you could imagine if they came back and did a reboot. You have some obviously some years in between it that she's been the caretaker all this time. And then mm-hmm. she can feed right into that because I think that's what her character now would be. She'd be a caretaker walking around with electric guitar on her hip all but the time. I think like Christian Hadenson, like Will Wheaton, I think they're all in a place where I don't know if I want to go back and do that character. And and that's sad because there's such the fandom around this show, which is one of the reasons why we're doing a podcast on it right now at uh, ten years oh, after the show. That way. Right? <laughs> but I don't I don't think she understands that it would be good to go back and do I know Will Wheaton has had his personal demons and he has phased in and out, no pun right. intended at all, with Star Trek. <laughs> but I think that it would boost her career again. I don't well, maybe. Where would it air? Wouldn't it air on sci-fi. It like, would I the have, people that love Warehouse 13 anyway. I have, a, I have a problem with reboots. Like I lo- I loved it the first time, but unless you can get the same people back and then just start a continuation. Yeah, continuation. That's what I'm I meant. I'm sorry. I'm not going sorry. to sit and watch it. Like like okay. Well, my beloved Battlestar Galactica. I mean, okay, but, but that was a complete reboot, and I was too young to remember the first couple. The it wasn't a complete, complete reboot. You still had one or two characters from the original in there. Okay, again, I was too young to remember the original characters. Okay, <laughs> so, so like sad. now, right now, if they did like, like charmed, tanked, right? Yeah, because they did the CW thing to it. It was bad. Yeah, and it was completely for the uh, whatever. I heard that they're redoing Xena. What? No, thank you. They're redoing Xena? I'm How like, do you redo you that? You head chopped off at the end. How do you do that? Bear, is there a TV show that your mom and dad have watched that you would like to see done again with a, a complete retreatment, reboot new characters, that sort of thing? They don't. We don't really watch movies together. It's because somebody bears your face in YouTube all day long. You? He was talking about you and dad. Yeah, but you don't watch movies with me because you're in your room you watch watching Tiana. YouTube. I like Disney movies. You've seen the episode, haven't you? I'll smack you. I ain't afraid of you, little one. <laughs> watch out. We're going to have another black guy. <laughs> you be my favorite. Restrain, restrain your right arm, Shannon. Restrain it. Restrain it. <laughs> you, you may be a favorite, but I'll still smack you. No, you won't. You love me too much. I do love you. 
But I love her too. So did we get any feedback? I haven't seen you in a while. I haven't either. Oh my gosh. We need some feedback. We were gone too long. Five star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll read them or any review. We'll we read should them. just like hire Mike to find somebody for us to like. Right. Right. Hey, Mike, cool. find us some reviewers. Or send us a review. More than anybody, which Mike, shout out to you. I appreciate it because. I don't think we would get half the viewership of, of anything if he didn't retweet us, but yeah, we love you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. And yes, thank you very much, Mike. And then we have an email that goes directly to Shannon. It's warehouse 13 fancast at gmail.com. That's warehouse 13 fancast with a one three for the 13 at gmail.com. What are we doing with my hand? One, <laughs> three, 13. <laughs> Please send us emails. We likes the emails. Do you have any TV shows you'd like to watch with me? Okay, well, I don't like watch Pooh Bear with you, so I don't want to watch Winnie the Pooh all the time. I love Winnie the Pooh. Okay, so, but but to my point, we'll go. I I don't. I I'm really nervous. I'm gonna say this quietly because I there might be other erpers out there. I'm really nervous. About, I, I'm happy that all of the main characters for the for Winona Earp are coming back. You just said you want your water. I'm nervous. I'm it. nervous, but it's valid. It's a 90 minute, obviously movie, but you know, it, it's giving me feels like Farscape in the Peacekeeper Wars or yeah. or. Last Farscape. episode, we talked Firefly about and Serenity, right? We talked about the six million dollar man and the Bionic Woman and all right. of their movies. And there have been character change. There's been changes that's been made with the people who do the show that I'm hoping that that change is not carried over into the character's life. You know what I mean? Like, I like this particular character because it was the character. Now, how yep. she does her stuff outside of whatever is it, whatever. It's like a rat in the wall or something. But, but I like, I'm really nervous. But I'm excited because, again, it's not very often that you see a TV show that's been dead for three years. Come back. To come back. Zombie. And I heard from, I was doing, I was listening to an interview with the showrunner that it's only coming back because one of the executive producers that was on sci-fi when the show was running is now on Tubi. What? What's Tubi? Tubi is a streaming service. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Shannon, here's another thing for you. One year ago, pretty much to the day, to the week, you and I were doing a podcast on Hard Season 3. Mm-hmm. You were. That worked. I think we would agree that yeah. reunion worked, yeah. right? Has it been well, a year? when you have somebody like... One year. When you have somebody like Terry at the helm, it's going to end up good. All those awards that they won was amazing. Oh my gosh, they won so many Saturn Awards as it was, you know, totally valid. They totally deserved them. But I mean, when you have somebody like Terry at the helm, you're going to have something amazing. So I got, uh, I've grown to respect Terry quite a bit. Terry uh, Metalis. Yeah, I couldn't say his, I was going to butcher it and I didn't want to. So I didn't want to say it. I've learned to respect between him and Jonathan Frakes. I think 
they've got the Star Trek universe that. in a good place right now. Not to say that somebody else couldn't come in and, and pick it up and, and move uh, it along. Mm. But Terry did a good job. And thank you very mm-hmm. much, Terry, for, for doing that. Again, I will say that here. Not that he'll listen to this, but. I know. Um, all right. Yeah. But if he ever does, we really loved it, Terry. Yeah, it was it was pretty I good. I really loved Jonathan. That's the autograph I'm gonna get. Oh, he was supposed to be at Rose City, but it was the 2020 Rose City that got canceled because of COVID. So and I was like, ah, oh, so close. All right, Bear, I got a question for you. Do you want me to read for the next episode the IMDb episode description or the Amazon episode description. I am. You want to do the IMDb? Okay. So the next episode that we'll be covering next week is Warehouse 13, Season 2, Episode 9, Vendetta. And the IMDb description is when a dangerous artifact is used to murder a close colleague in a plot involving revenge against Artie, Katie Logan a Secret Service agent from Pete's past becomes embroiled in the case. Oh, oh, this sounds serious. Do you remember this episode at all, Shannon? No, uh, Shannon probably does. You know what? It's not ringing the bell at the moment. Ben, the, the, the title sounds familiar. Well, let's it see. Read it. You'll, you'll see the first five seconds and go, oh, yeah. I will. I know I will. Okay, so again, when a dangerous artifact is used to murder a close colleague in a plot involving revenge against Artie, Katie Logan, a Secret Service agent from Pete's past, becomes embroiled in the case. Is that Jerry Ryan? Katie Logan is... No, that's that's Tia, Tina Greer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh okay, Jerry okay. Ryan is in... It, she is, yes. She's his wife. She's one of the many Star Trek guest stars. Ex-wife. <laughs> we will be seeing HG next week. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh yeah, now I remember. It's got <laughs> HG. Ding! Well, you know, for the team, Vendetta, and there's a, there's another one this season, I think, for the she's in. And then on to season three, which is my favorite. Yep. Then it goes down there from there. Any <laughs> last words about the episode, Bear? Would you rate it good, bad, ugly? That was okay. It was okay. Kurt Smolder was ugly. He was not fine. He was not fine. He was not fine. That's what. <laughs> that's the new mom. Oh my god, mommy! I, it, check this out. I turned down the street where the bus lets off, and all these high school kids get out, and they both go, "Oh my god, mom, he's so fine. He's so fine." I'm like, he has no ass. Pull the pants <laughs> up. Pull the pants up. He, you know, whatever. Wait, mom, most don't, guys don't. Mom, you just don't understand. He's so fine. I'm like, like I have never seen. I did not say that, Caleb. I don't ever. I don't understand anything. You could blame her. I'm just, you know, someone who's never been a teenager before. I don't understand anything about school life. <laughs> it was like so different than now. More. Holy drama Moses. Drama is drama, no matter what year you're That's in. That's very true. I feel like they could have added more, like, funny scenes or, like, more instead of just, like, talking there. And, like, I liked when, like, he was, like, hiding when 
<laughs> he was hiding, hiding his boob. Hiding his breasts. Um, I, I laughed at that, but I feel like there could have been like more scenes like that. Well, episodes like this are, are I think, what they call filler episodes. Right? You're just moving the season along. To get to a better To part. get to a, another part of the season. So, you well, gotta have those kind of episodes. Yeah, they're called character develop if they're done correctly character development episodes where you really get to know the characters and they're usually focused on one person or another person if you have a larger team but we don't really have a large team we have five people that's it i think there was a lot of development between the two at the end when they said yes the uh the eagle and the lion are uh, back together and so is the micah and the pete (laughs) (laughs) that's a good line but I think that isn't this the first time we see him, Pete and Kelly together? So it was a character development for them. Yeah, it was. I think I think this was kind of character development. I mean, how can you not when you've literally like been inside your partner's body and felt they're like, oh, oh they develop your something? knee actually oh, does. You actually did hurt your knee. It's like, why did this nobody believe me? <laughs> because she was able to just. As Bear said earlier, and then yeah, and then Pete did tried the superhero landing, and it didn't work. Yeah, yeah, I can roll. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we have for this week. We're looking forward to next week, Bear. I know we're gonna see you again sometime. Maybe the Christmas episode. Maybe that's what I thought you'd be good at. Yep. Okay. Oh, here you look like that fall asleep on me. All right. Well, it's time for Bear to get to bed. We'll see everybody next time. Bye. 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 Uploading Manamana. Thanks for joining us for an episode of the Artie's Attic Warehouse 13 fan cast. You can find all our episodes at warehouse13fancast.com. If you'd like to contact us, you can hit us up on our email at warehouse13fancast at gmail.com. We are a part of the Lone Wolf Podcast Network. You can hear more of this cast and other shows like it by checking out lonewolfpodcasts.com. The intro music is Sci-Fi Hybrid Intro by Soundmake, and the outro music is Science Fiction by tunes to go both were purchased on Pond5.com. Mom, you do have to make a promise to me. You're not going to hit me like you did, Kayla. Oh, I can't promise that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't not make no promises. No smacking the children. I don't normally hit you as much as I hit her, so no, but there's still no promises. <laughs> I just noticed something that's totally off topic, but I was looking at your background and there's a face up there on the top and I can tell that it's a fan that's moving Yeah. after I looked at the reflection, but at first I thought it was lips going like this and I'm like, what the hell? Can you point to it? Let's be at least about. Right? I can't point to it. Oh, you're talking about me? I was looking at him. No. No, no. (laughs) On top of, in, in your background, Every single podcast that we've done. I'm looking at it. Yeah. Well, I've been looking at that going. I know.
It's so cold in here. Like, Winona's been talking to us the entire time. Yeah, she, she know, just looks like she's going. I'm, 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 I'm. 